This week's episode of An Extra Glance is brought to you by the Bun Femme Cookbook, offering easy, elegant French dishes for the American kitchen. Find out more at ShayBunFemme.com. Hi, my name is Ed Burke, and welcome to An Extra Glance, the podcast in which I look behind the scenes of well-known stories from the news and from history, back this week after some extended time off to take a look at how we look at history. On Monday, the Baltimore City Council voted to remove four Confederate monuments, and on Tuesday night, contractors removed them all, leading to the obvious question, why were there Confederate monuments in Maryland, which was a Union state? I mean, there's a larger question of why we have monuments celebrating traitors anywhere in the country, but it seems particularly odd to have them in a state that didn't secede. Now, to be fair, there are Confederate memorials in several Union states, located in cemeteries where Confederate war dead are buried. This is at its core understandable, even if some of the monuments might go beyond memorializing the dead and veer into promoting their cause. But the monuments in Baltimore were straight-up celebrations of the Confederate cause, or, rather, three of them were. I'll get to the fourth later. Although Maryland remained in the Union, an estimated 22,000 men from the state fought for the Confederacy. The war's first blood was shed in Baltimore when a regiment from Massachusetts was marching between two train stations on its way to Washington, D.C. Facing a crowd wielding bricks and stones, the troops opened fire as they tried to march to the second station. Four soldiers and 12 rioters died. The following month, federal troops occupied the city and declared martial law. Fifteen years after the end of the war, in 1880, an organized campaign to erect a Confederate monument began. It received some support in the city council, but Mayor Ferdinand Latrobe rejected it on the grounds that city monuments should not be, quote, in direct opposition to the sensibilities and wishes of large numbers of citizens. However, two decades later, the council and mayor gave their go-ahead. In 1903, the United Daughters of the Confederacy erected the Confederate Soldiers and Sailors Monument, which showed a Confederate soldier being lifted up by glory personified. A few years after this monument was erected, the Daughters of the Confederacy began fundraising for another monument, this time celebrating Confederate women. With additional funding from the United Confederate Veterans in the state of Maryland, this monument was dedicated in 1917. It depicts two women, one standing resolutely and the other kneeling and holding the body of a dying Confederate soldier. The third Confederate monument in Baltimore originated with a bequest from local banker J. Henry Ferguson, who left instructions in his will to create a monument to both Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson. Dedicated in 1948, the monument shows them on horseback just before the Battle of Chancellorsville, which would be both a significant victory for Lee and Jackson's final campaign, as he was shot during the battle and died eight days later. The monument was one of the oldest double equestrian statues in the United States. The fourth monument removed Tuesday night wasn't actually a Confederate monument. Rather, it honored U.S. Chief Justice Roger Taney. Tawney wrote the majority opinion in the infamous Dred Scott case, ruling that Scott was not a citizen and therefore ineligible to sue for freedom, and furthermore that freeing slaves who left slave states would deprive their owners of their property rights. But despite his views on slavery, Tawney was not a Confederate. He remained Chief Justice until his death in 1864, close to the end of the Civil War. The Tawney Monument is the oldest of the four monuments removed. 
It was erected in 1887 and copied an 1872 sculpture which still stands at the Maryland State House. Given that Maryland remained in the Union and had roughly three times as many men fight for the Union as for the Confederacy, it might seem logical to think that Baltimore would have more monuments to the Union than to the Confederacy. And although that's true today, it had never been true before this week. Baltimore has one Union statue, the Monument to Union Soldiers and Sailors, dedicated six years after the Monument to Confederate Soldiers and Sailors. Although Baltimore's decision to remove the Confederate monuments came quickly after last weekend's terrorist attack in Charlottesville, it has been several years in the making. A special commission to study the issue was formed after another terrorist attack, Dylan Roof's church massacre in 2015. The commission's report in August 2016 actually recommended keeping two monuments in place, but with additional historical context provided. It recommended removing both the Tawny and the Lee and Jackson monuments. In the latter case, the commission recommended donating the monument to the National Park Service to install at the site of the Battle of Chancellorsville. The Park Service said they would be delighted to have the statue. As of now, the final fate of Baltimore's statues remains unknown. History of Monuments in Baltimore and Recommendations for Disposition from the Report of the Special Commission to Review Baltimore's Public Confederate Monuments, National Park Service offer from the article The Uncertain Fate of Baltimore's Confederate Monuments by Commission Member Elizabeth Nix, published by Rutgers University. Details of the Dred Scott decision and Maryland's participation in the Civil War from the History Channel. My name is Ed Burke. See you next week on An Extra Glance.